episode of Africa Design Radio is brought to you in collaboration with the Cultural Intellectual Association Lagos, a non-profit group of creatives that seek holistic solutions to urban challenges using design and clear thinking. For more information about the CIA Lagos, please visit their website on www.cialagos.org. I hope you enjoy this episode as we capture the essence of design in the African context. So if you'd like to ask a question, just kindly raise up your hand and um, we'll call you to speak up. Okay. Um, the first person we have is um, Oladele Kuku. Now, just to say a bit about Oladele, those of you who have been um, listening to our podcasts, um, Dele, as I call him, is a frequent contributor. And one thing that he said to me last week when we were talking about things, he said, Kuku, the, you know, the a mark of a colleague is one who demands to be involved. And I kept on thinking about that. And because then you used colleague and it's quite a strange word to use because colleagues, you just associate with people, you know, in your space, but no, he was talking about professional colleague. So Dele always demands to be involved. And so he is a colleague. Dele, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much, Coco. Thanks. Um, hello, everybody. And um, first of all, I would like to uh, uh, commend the uh, speakers for uh, information. <clears throat> um, but I would like to add a couple of things, you know. Um, well, the first speaker, which, uh, um, yeah. It's very important, and uh, um, the two other, I think we've had three speakers today so far. Um, first and foremost, when we uh, when we talked about uh, the city, you know, uh, for trying to intervene in the city, with all my years of experience, I can immediately say that that's why we don't see things um, really happening like in Lagos, you know, because um, you cannot talk about society and talk about just a city. A city is one aspect of social formation. There are two others. There's the village and there's the town. You can never resolve what goes on in a city by not concentrating on the other two factions, the village and the town. Because those three, those three words three kinds of settlements is what makes the composition of the society. Now, in our developing country, we've abandoned the other two. So everything happens in the city. That's the first problem. If you're going to deal with the city and you don't have plans for the towns and the villages in which each one has its own property, it has its own part to play in the social setup, so once you understand by definition what a town is, which is a community with its own boundary, with its own local government, a village is a rural area, community, and the city is where administration and commerce are put together. It says nothing about people living there. You see, so we depart always from the wrong definition of what we're trying to deal with. 
Now, that's just one one part I'd like to add to that, that whenever we talk about Lagos or doing something, Lagos as a city, there's some things we need to always incorporate with that. If not, we will never get anywhere. We can do a lot of things. They'll always be isolated, sporadic, but never comprehensive. The comprehensive notion of society are based in three fragments, the city, the town, and the village. Okay, that's one. The second thing I'd like to add is that we should refrain from words that don't mean anything to what we're doing. Words like sustainability and other kind of things, um, the mega city, uh, it, it doesn't work for us because it's my second addition, which is the culture. Um, we talked about that, what's the culture? Why is it that in Nigeria, there doesn't seem to be anything, we cannot export our culture. We do not have a culture in Nigeria. I tell you that straight away. There is no culture. Uh, all over the continent, we're still more traditional. Those are two different things, cultural, traditional. We are traditional because we did not develop yet culturally. And when you develop culturally, it means you learn in your own lang language. We still use a lingua franca. That's nonsense. 200 million people cannot use their own languages for their own education. How can you have a culture? Culture is based on products, you know, with of the society. Now, there's nothing wrong that we're different in Nigeria. We have Hausa, we have Igbo, we have Yoruba, just like in Switzerland, just like in Belgium, you know, just like in some developing countries. But if you're in Switzerland, if you're in the West, you speak French, all the schools are in French. If you go east, it's German. Every school, everything is in German. It doesn't stop them from being Switzerland. In Nigeria, why should we? adopt English, and you think with English, we can have a culture. <clears throat> the English culture overrules everything we can come up with, because it's a secondary, uh, we adopted that, and that's so silly. And so, if we want to be cultural, rule number one, we have to learn in our own language. We know that we were progressive, in our own language. I'm Yoruba. I know we have Ibon, that's a gun, or Taibon, that's a bullet. We have no word for missile. We have no word for atom. We have no word for nuclear. It shows you where the development was arrested. So if you're looking for where we stopped culturally, look for words. Look for words in contemporary culture. You see, we have none. What's Hausa for, for uh, I don't know, uh, combustion? You know, we, we, that's how, how ridiculous it is. So there's some moves we need to make in order to get all this brilliance. You know, I had so much brilliance today, but it's not applicable yet because we have to use our own tongue to speak. You know, so, and um, maybe the last thing I would like to also add is this stuff about globalization. What part do we play in that? Or 
We don't play any part in that. There's no globalization. We cannot even we don't we cannot even sit on a table, be it in the United Nations or anywhere, and use our own language. How how can we be part of the global thing if we're not considered? So that is where we need to focus on. It's not about what we start to build. It's not about what we start to put up. It's about just rearranging just the conception of what we are, first of all, you know? So, and that's so evident in how things work globally. So this, this sense of globalization, integration, inclusion, is just, those are just means of global governance, which we have nothing to do with. America can say tomorrow, Nigerians cannot come anymore. What's global about that? America can wake up, say, sanction Iran. What's global? So we cannot be silly to follow some thought patterns that have nothing to do with us. And then the last thing is about governance. Architects know very well that you build from the bottom up. A government cannot be good on the top. It starts from the bottom, how the people are. You don't build a system from the top. So yes, of course, we can always point fingers at the top, but the structure is always on the base. How are we once again? That's the question, you see? So I'll pass over to somebody else um, to join in. Thank you. Wow, Um, so as soon as he started to speak, I just pulled out my notepad and started to take notes because he has mentioned some really profound things. And quite frankly, I think he just kind of knocked the wind out of my sails because when you're having these discussions and you know, you're know you being very optimistic in your approach, sometimes it's good to also be in tune with the reality. That way it gives you uh, more context as to how you should actually tackle the problem. So I think I'll just let Olamide and Dr. Edun um, react to this. Who wants to go first? Because he has really made some really, really, really interesting points. Um, I think <laughs> we need to hear more. We need to definitely hear more about you know what he's saying. So um, who wants to go first to react to what he just said? Uh, the reaction is fantastic. I firstly agree with everything he said. I, I also mentioned about the fact that we as citizens also need to play our parts. I mean, everyone has to play their part. And I think that was the last statement that was mentioned. So yeah, I think very important and very um, poignant points uh, that we should take note of. And also, especially with terminology, I think that's also really, really, really important. And it's, it's when I read work done by students or I, I, and I'm like, well, what does that actually mean? So when you say sustainability, what does that actually mean? I think just forget about the word sustainability and just explain what you mean or, you know, globalization or just explain exactly what you mean, especially for a local context, because it might be completely different to the person who is reading it in a different um, context. So I, I, I also agree with, with those things. Um, but also there are, you know, for example, there are terminology that has been defined. So then it's for you to say, okay, does that actually apply to me? Like, for example, um, what is a slum? What is an informal settlement? 
um, they actually define two different ways. And so, you know, I think it's a UN habitat or, or I don't know, another maybe World, World Bank or someone that said, you know, Lagos is 70% slum or something like that. You know, you have to go and find a definition to understand what that actually means. Um, so it's not about even just refuting what they, they're saying, but it's about what does that actually mean? Um, and so I, I, there's, there's, there are some things that are, are defined and you can, you, can, um, you can clearly state them, but there's some things that I think we need to also go back and understand what they actually mean and if it actually makes sense. Thank you. Dr. Adun, do you want to react to that? Yes, I wanted to say thank you for the comments. I thought they were very extensive. I mean, I have a different viewpoint just because I think that when we talk about, yes, I agree that it's important to define and clarify definition, but I think that uh, people have a way of life and that is their culture and that is how they react to their society, that's how they relate to it and that is what they do. So whether or not the culture is you know, pop culture or whatever culture, you know, whether it has advanced or, you know, it, 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 I don't agree that we will say we do not have a culture. And then in terms of sustainability, actually part of what I'm teaching at, at Lagos Business School you know, is because there we used to do the sustainability thinking from a Harvard, et cetera, perspective. It's really saying, how do we learn from indigenous knowledge systems, right? How do we learn about secular economy? And I love what you said about understanding what's happening outside of cities, you know? It's just that we're looking at Lagos Island, but even for that, we're looking at evolution of Lagos Island, what had happened different things, etc. The other project that I said I, I'm doing, I'm working on are not Lagos focused because exactly what you said, you cannot, Lagos is not Nigeria and cities alone do not a country or a society make. But when you talk about sustainability or culture, right, people have way, what is sustainability really? Sustainability is just an appreciation for, you know, ensuring that whatever it is that you're using or you're doing, you're looking at a regenerative approach to it. And that is it. I mean, we can go up, down, left, right, different elements of what is sustainability, but that is really it in a nutshell. And you will find actually, particularly in rural systems or rural communities, that they have a more, you know, appreciative, regenerative approach to doing things. It's just that there's now terminology like secular economy and everyone's like, oh my gosh, wow, this Ellen MacArthur has just said something wonderful. But then you go back and you say, oh, it has actually always been done. And it is that interrogation I think is important for us so that when we're looking at terminologies, we do not think that we do not have it. We do not think that it doesn't exist. We do not think that it has never existed. We say, what does this mean? Oh, okay, this is what they're saying now. Can we look for what elements we have already done? And then can we contribute to that conversation? And I honestly think that that is where we need to but everything else that you said, I agree, I accept. I think that um, there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to be done. We unfortunately cannot do everything. We can only start. And hopefully this is part of the reason for all these conversations is to see other people that want to be part of something or take whatever we've done and improve on it and develop it and refine it, etc. But at least we're starting the conversation or even we're not starting the conversation. We're contributing to the conversation. And I think that that really is the beauty of, of research, of knowledge and of, of what we're trying to do. All right. Thank you so much. Um, Koku, can you call up the next um, Most definitely. person? Yeah, most definitely. Um, Kende Ukumadu. Hi, the floor is yours. And for those who don't know Kende, Kende is a student of architecture from OOU. I think some of you may have heard that, but for those that have just come now, so go ahead, Kende. Good morning, everyone. My question is directed to Adun. You mentioned um, about the youth and uh, our mind, our mindsets about um, the government's um, embezzling. The que- I remember the question that was asked, rather, about um, the youth, our mindset, what we say, the way we lash 
governments and we don't even take responsibility for anything. My question to Adon is, is there, is there um, any platform where you can let us understand your own language then, because I was thinking about it, can I call um, the other students that are with me, that are around me? Can I call them? Can I let them know, okay, this is what is trying to be done? Is there any platform available for that? Is it possible? Okay, thank you, Kende. I just want to correct what you said. I didn't say that the youth lash out on government and all of that. No, I said that the leaders I spoke to for the research on my postdoc were saying government were responsible and that the youth cannot think. I did not say the youth cannot think and I did not say the youth lash out. I'm saying that was the feedback across the continent. Now, so let's just get that clear. I think Nigerian youth can think. I think youth, I'm a youth still. I think, I think we can think and I think we don't lash out on government, you know, in, um, I won't say we lack out on government. I think we, we have issues that we, we don't like and we talk about it. So those are not things that I, I, I didn't say that. that was, I was just repeating what leaders, business leaders said. Now, in terms of the platform, like I mentioned, we're trying to start, I mean, we have started last year, right? So maybe we'll just, you know, just subscribe, go online, go on our website, saharacenter.org, and then you can subscribe to Lantern, where we're really trying to do this critical thinking sessions for young people from 18 to I think how old is it 18 to 25 I think 18 to 25 or 18 yeah. to 30 something 18 to 25 right 25, yeah 30, thank you <laughs> so is also part of it um so she's on our advisory board so anyway it's lantern and really we're trying to look at how we can even move it digitally now because prior to this it was you come to this you know to our office space you have a workshop over a certain number of weeks and then you can work with other people, see other like-minded people and see that you're not alone. So maybe if you subscribe to that, you can send an email to info at saharacenter.org and then they can add you on. The lady that is in charge of it is actually, um, she's just finished from University of Lagos in terms of just also working on this because I think it's also important that, you know, the messaging continues to be relevant to the target, target audience. So yeah, but so I've answered your question, but please, don't say that I said the youth cannot think and the youth lash out of garbage. That, that is not what I said. This episode is presented in collaboration with the CIA Lagos to promote creativity in the performance and visual arts. We are proactively adjusting to the new normal and the content is carefully curated to bring far-reaching and opening discussions on design issues affecting Nigeria and Africa in general. Our guests are drawn from a range of veterans in the industry to inspiring newcomers in diverse professions such as music, architecture, art, fashion, to mention a few. We hope you enjoy it. Can I bring Francis de Regos into the conversation, please? Thank you, Kayden. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Um, uh, for people that don't know me, I'm a building services engineer. Uh, well, I consider myself a built environment professional. So um, looking at all the things to do with uh, the social impact of what we do uh, in trying to improve uh, the lives of the people between the middle to low, uh, low income class. Um, I have... I have uh, just to say that uh, I agree with, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't know, I have hope uh, from these conversations that we've had. This is my, I think it's my third. And, you know, people that speak, you know, Lamide, Adun, uh, 
Mr. Cuckoo, uh, Cuckoo, you know, you guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I think there's hope for Nigeria. Uh, I think if we continue to we'll get across to the relevant parties uh, and to citizens. Uh, my question, my first question is for uh, Olamide. Uh, do we have any data uh, when you're speaking about the wetlands? Uh, do we have any data on the size of the wetlands in Lagos? And, and what is your opinion on um, regulation to protect further development or to stop further development of the wetlands? Um, so secondly, so just to, uh, also from your research, what is most important uh, for middle to low income residents in Lagos State? Affordable shelter, public health, or employment? Uh, and can you speak a little bit about the social impact from your interactions with government? Okay, all right. I think I, I think I understand. Okay, so first one, first one was on wetlands. Um, so there isn't really data. It's something that we actually want to do right now: is map all the wetlands and to have like a live kind of map where you can see where encroachment is happening. Um, that's our aim. We've just come up with that. So um, I, I mean, there are maps, so you can see. Uh, how the wetlands have changed over time. You can use Google, you know, Google Earth and things like that, right? Uh, but we actually want to map it and also look at public space. Um, and I believe that there are like GIS coordinates and maps available from the state side. It's whether they will give it to us or not. And if we have to go and do that by ourselves. Um, so that was about data. And then about protection. Um, there, hmm, it's a good question. There, so we went to the Ministry of Environment uh, before this lockdown, so I think in February or March time, early March, and, they, and we spoke to them about the project and what we're doing. Um, and one of the things they said is actually they had drafted a policy on protection of wetlands. Um, I think it was in the last administration. However, it never got to, to see the light of day. Um, it never got to the house to be passed. Um, and I think what they were really insinuating was that um, the reason it didn't really go very far is because it's not a priority. Um, and so, you know, it's for us, it's about, okay, they get it, right? Ministry of Environment get it, but how do we get it to the, the house to, to pass it? Um, and so there are, variety, there are a number of steps that we need to take to, to do that. Um, but that's exactly why we're doing the project, really, is really to advocate for such things. Um, and then you mentioned about what is most important for the urban poor. Um, and from our own research, whew, I don't know what is most important. I mean, I can only speak maybe for more of an academic academic. Uh, uh, analysis, and I would probably say it's employment, uh, because to be honest, a lot of housing issues and things like that can be can be done by them, like can be done by them. Um, it doesn't have to be done through government. It doesn't have. I mean, they have co corporate cooperatives where they can raise money, uh, where they can start to think about shelter. I know one community who are even trying to. They've already done. The, they've employed an architect. They've got their drawings for the buildings. They've um, looked at like um, climate resilience. They looked at waste management. They looked at the whole kind of urban issue of their community. But it's left for 
um, left for the land. So it's only about, the, the only issue they have right now is getting the land to actually do it. Obviously, they're occupying the land right now, but illegally, right, by, by law standards. So, you know, for them, it's really about how do we get this done? Um, uh, but how do we get the land? We have, we've even employed architects, we've paid the architects, we've, you know, we've done all of these things. We've looked at it from an environmental perspective. We've really tried to, you know, go more than what maybe the government would actually do for us if they were to come and build housing and, and, and things like that. But there is also a part that government needs to play, which is like waste management. Yes, we can, we can compost, we can do this, but there has to be someone coming to collect it. And that's from the states, right? Um, so, so there, so, so, for me, I honestly feel like the, the, the biggest thing for, for, for the urban poor is employment. And the rest of it, to be honest, it can be done. It's not, um, it's not uh, too high. It's not, too, it's not far away. Uh, then social impact from, from government. I didn't really understand the question, but I'm going to try and answer it. In terms of housing and, and, and maybe services and things like that, there's an understanding of, of what is, from, from my own, uh, you know, uh, workings with 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 different ministries there's a general understanding of what the needs are of of Lagosians there honestly is but um what I found is that it's like your hands are tied that you're working in a system and even if you yourself as maybe a commissioner or you know a permanent secretary even a lower uh, lower level public servant to me I feel like their hands are tied they might have great ideas but they work in a system that doesn't really allow for great ideas um, because they're very top heavy system so the governor which is the same thing with the, the environment wetlands policy is what the governor and what those at the top really are prioritizing right now and if your own agenda doesn't align with what they're prioritizing it won't go anywhere um, so you have to align it with what they're already thinking and prove that it's economically viable. And so the social doesn't necessarily come into it as a priority, but more as an underlying thing. So the priority usually is the economic value. And then you have to then say, oh, but this will also, you know, do this, 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 and this, and hundred other things just by doing this one project. Um, so yeah, I hope I answered the question, Francisco. Yes, you did. So what you're saying is that we need political change. Yeah, yeah, we need, we need, a, to me, I mean, we need a whole mental uh, change, not just political. I mean, everyone just, I mean, from the citizens to the, to the governor, we all have to have a little mental, mental priority change. Koko, can we take one more question? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We've got, we've got, we've got a bit of time. We can definitely take one more question. Um, all right, great. Uh, Papa, Papa is the next person. Um, yeah, thanks, Olamde, and uh, I do, I really, really enjoy that. Um, and maybe my question crosses over into some of Dele's comments as well. Um, I think what I'm really interested in is a couple of uh, things you talked about in terms of your research. Uh, when you talked about participatory evidence gathering from the local community, uh, you talked about the realization of us living in a global um, space. And even though um, Dele kind of disagreed with that, I think I'm just interested in this idea of the role in history. I think in the past, um, and rather in our romanticization of history, it was a very linear thing. So, you know, when we talk about cultural traditions, you know, it was specific to a limited understanding. And I think what we, where we exist now with the availability of so much information on the internet, 
is the ability to sort of move through time, past, present, and um, future, but also across cultures. And how that changes our understanding of how we perceive our culture to be, how we create new aspirations for ourselves. So, which wasn't possible in the past. So perhaps as we kind of tend to look to the past as having all of these answers and having all of these solutions, do we also have to recognize that there were, um, because, because the understanding or the access to information was so limited in those periods of time, because they were sort of boxed within your environment, there's something to be said about where we are right now. And not just the participation of individuals saying what they want, but also sort of a global wider narrative and how that feeds into the individual's opinion of um, how they want their environment to be. So we don't know, it doesn't just have to be like, oh, I'm Nigerian, therefore, like how I'm responding to this question only has to be about the context of living in Lagos Island and having some sort of historical uh, tie to that place. Why can't it be related to my wider understanding, which I guess the internet um, has, has given me in the ability to sort of look at time, space, um, and history in a completely different way. So that's my question. Thank you, uh, Papa. Papa, I mean, I felt like it was a comment, and you yeah, made I think it. It is a comment, actually, but I'm just, I'm just curious in terms of like, you know, when we're asking participants to 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 speak about like the things that they want, and we kind of tend to say that oh, they want these things because they've been in Lagos Island or they understand the community of Lagos Island, but failing to understand what other influences outside of the context, you know, that they've been exposed to and how that's even informed their position right now. No, absolutely. And, and to be honest, I mean, the focus group that we did, I mean, we use different tools. So it's not just a thing of what do you want. It's also design your ideal, you know, if nothing was an issue. So basically it's also kind of like a brainstorming, but an ideation type of thing, as opposed to saying, tell us what you want, because everyone just says security, you know, or money. Right. It was more just getting them to start visualizing. But you're actually absolutely spot on. And, you know, I always say even for business, a lot of customers don't know what they want until you give it to them. Right. Because they don't, you know, you can only we didn't all know we needed iPhones or iPads. Right. Until someone gave it to us. And so there's also that element in research. Right. And, and almost sort of some sort of a bias. But then again, you then have to say, how then do we move forward? How do we ever answer anything if we never engage people? Does this mean that we do not ask them for their opinion? Is it that we do not ask for their perspectives? No, I think what, what, what we are trying to do is to include their perspectives into a broader conversation, as has been done in other communities and is done, you know, even, you know, in other parts of the world, they do surgeries regularly, come and tell us, we're trying to do this. What do you think? What do you want? Is this in line? You know, there's that regular interaction just so that we're trying to get to a uh, you know, a 
dyadic kind of future. And I, I feel like that's kind of what we were just trying to do here. But you're completely correct. I mean, part of the literature review, like I said, looked at other parts of the world, but also looked at the historical dimension of Lagos Island. And not only Lagos Island in isolation, but, you know, what was happening in Nigeria at that time. And so, therefore, it's also saying that there have been external influences and there, continue to, there will continue to be external influences. But at least, though, we have spoken to these people, though, and these are the things that they said they would want. Can we start to think about this? Can we think of different forms of it? Can we move that conversation a bit more? Is it possible to provide it? Or can we even do a pilot and say, okay, if we had this, what else could we do? You know, so I think like participatory research, like every type of research has, has its pros and cons. Actually, this is not really participatory research because it's not like we're getting them to do the work themselves, but we're just asking for their opinion. But at least what we're trying to say is that we have spoken to them and, you know, provided that they are worthy of, of, of connecting with. I mean, there's a lot more I can say to that, but I think that's just the answer to this. But everything you said makes sense. People don't always know what they want. They don't even know what they need. But at least we can't also assume that they don't. You know, so. So I just want to tip in one one quick thing. Um, all this talk is making me think there are so many interest groups doing different things, valid you know valid work. Um, what we the CIA are planning, we're planning a convention when this um, situation eases. And really, 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 I think one of the focus must be to get all, all, all of us together and basically talk this thing out. And that's it, basically. I would like to express our profound gratitude to our guest speakers. Olamide, um, Dr. Doom, you guys were amazing. Um, to all the contributors um, during the session, Oladele Kuku, Papa Omotayo, Francisco Doregos, Kehinde, and of course, Koku. Um, really appreciate you for taking the time to share your thoughts with us. Um, your contribution has made this session you know, really uh, insightful and has of course expanded our views around the topics that were discussed. If you want to hear more interesting episodes of Africa Design Radio, head now to our page on all platforms where you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. You can subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please do give us a review. You can also write to us at africadesignradio at gmail.com or follow us on social media at africa underscore design underscore radio. I'm Chibweze and you've been listening to Africa Design Radio.